0: Welcome to the 3v3 podcast, your socially distanced hockey chat show. Here are your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick.
1: Welcome to Pat and Patrick's Therapy Time, a safe place where they can tell us what they really feel about um, Philip J. Kessel signing with Las Vegas. Go ahead, my friends.
0: <laughs> Cassie?
2: Mm-hmm?
0: I am... Um... I have a long storyed history in therapy,
1: mm-hmm.
0: mostly dealing with my um, avoidance complexes that I have, mm-hmm. and um, how how I how I'm able to compartmentalize so much, and 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 I just want to thank you profusely for dragging that back mm-hmm. out because I had blacked it out. <laughs> <sighs> There's my response.
1: All right. Well all I'm right. suffering, Cy. I get it.
0: <laughs> Let me say this.
2: Despite everyone's feelings about the Vegas Golden Knights front office, can we at least admit they could at least put on a fantastic ceremony? When Maybe. we reach the time in the place when he is all time Iron Man and when he hits a thousand consecutive games played.
1: I mean, they have to, or else, you know, no one will go watch them play in Vegas. No, no, <laughs> compete with the other shows. <laughs>
2: God damn it, Cassie. <laughs> See, and here I was thinking this is going to be the Ryan Murray hour, honestly.
1: Mm. Hey a lot of issues to deal with I think <laughs> a lot of hockey issues
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you put that qualifier on there
1: mm, well I mean we all have our own <laughs> issues besides hockey but we're just sticking with hockey right now mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. sure we are yes yes sure we are <laughs> <sighs> I am happy for Ryan Murray. I am. Um that poor kid's entire career got derailed. Um through injury. Mhm. And he was just starting to get his feet under him, no pun intended, in Columbus And then ended up going nowhere. (laughs) He was just starting to get playing time in Columbus. I mean, starting to be consistently healthy and, you know, a good middle pairing defenseman. And then, for some inane reason, the Devils. And then, good on him. For going and being a depth guy in Colorado. You know? Go prove what you can do. Be the team guy. Be the depth guy. You know, take the offer in front of you. You had a pretty good chance of winning a cup. And turns out that they did. So, good on him. You know? Now you can go find uh, another sort of prove-it deal type thing. And... I'm happy he's in Edmonton. I just don't think it's going to be enough.
1: Edmonton not going to be enough. Wait, no wait, that's not what you were saying, was it?
0: It's not going to be enough of the defensive <laughs> side in Edmonton. To, it's it's not on needle. It's not a needle mover.
1: Mm.
0: Now. Philip Jay Castle. Um, we gotta hope that he doesn't get scratched. Now, the likelihood that he gets scratched in the first four months is probably very low because they've got you know half their team on injured reserve. I think, kind of like Boston.
1: Like half of the NHL at this point, right?
0: Yeah, but still. You know, but
2: they they are maxed out. They are going to have to carry a 20-player roster at all times.
0: God, yeah, that's true. Unless, no, they wouldn't trade Philip J. Castle. That wouldn't clear enough off their salary cap to make a difference. No.
2: His deal is designed to keep him in the lineup. Yeah. His deal is not an issue for them moving forward. Their biggest issue is how do they fit Nick Hague into the lineup? And is Patrick Nolan healthy?
0: Dear God, I forgot he was traded. Nolan Patrick.
2: I know.
1: Okay,
2: here, after all these years of deals, I mean, I don't know who Kessel will play with ultimately, but um, probably either Carlson or Stevenson, they need some real NHL wingers. And they don't have them outside of Marcia, so Stone and Smith. They just yeah, don't have everyone else there.
1: Who they're going to, like, playing to the ground so that they're going to be out of the lineup by February anyway.
2: And honestly, if there's if, if new head coach Bruce Cassidy is smart, you play him with Eichel and responsible defensive winger. yeah it worked with jeff skinner until you know um you know someone tried to um start choreographing instead of directing when ralph krueger was you know his first year full year back with the sabers it's like if you let talent just play good things will happen like honestly castle stone and eichel why not
1: there are too many control freaks in the NHL who feel like they have to like put their stamp on things and make it their own and make it their team, when in reality, it's, it, if, the more hands-off you are with a lot of these guys, the better off you'll, you'll be. <laughs> but, you know, what do
0: I know? Yeah, but then how would I win the Jack Adams or be you know get that six year eight million dollar contract out of the next team who thinks i've better than bread that's been sliced and toasted and preformed into sandwiches for you
1: Hmm. that is a hard question
0: you know i have i have to sell myself
1: Right. I mean, and and I get that because I've had supervisors like that. (laughs) The reality is, though, if you show that you trust the people that are working for you to do their jobs and allow them to do their jobs with minimal interference, then most of the time you will look like a genius.
0: No, 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 no. Everyone has to earn the right to autonomy, Cassie. Mm -hmm. Come on. You earn the right by it. You earn the right to autonomy by doing what I tell you. That way I know I can trust you to be autonomous, you know? But you know what that doesn't allow for? Creativity? Oh,
2: growth. Yeah, growth, creativity. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to suggest people tune down their, their headphones, their listening devices. More money. There's more money to be made if you just let people do their thing. I spent this morning with my boys and we were watching the, uh, I won't share which of the services has this property, but there's this Nickelodeon documentary. Basically there was a president in charge and she, yes, I said she, um, she turned them into a billion dollar empire at a certain point before she left to go to a different evil empire uh by just finding creative people letting them do their things and create joyous products like Ren and Stimpy which no network service production company would put out today not even on you know an adult swim but because they did that they brought in more money more subscribers more advertisers that let them do other things, and eventually they created some kits programs that grossed a billion dollars at one point. It's like you, you let people do things, and you, you throw some trust at them. You can get some good things out of them.
0: You set small boundaries, right? Like here's here's the guardrails. Anything in between these two lines, have at it. Yeah.
1: I mean, you know, if trust is an issue and it is for many people, <laughs> and then what you do is you, uh, uh, you give them small tasks and work the, and let them prove that they can do those as they work up to harder, more uh, detailed and complicated tasks. But you still allow them to do what they need to do, even though you've given them something fairly basic to start off with.
2: And you leave Kessel alone.
0: Yes. Leave our precious Philip J. Kessel alone, okay? hmm Let him, if he wants to sit and play poker at a table, let him. Apparently he's very good at it. Let him. That's how he wants to blow off steam. Let him. Did I say let him?
1: Because mm-hmm. I mean let him. Even if he doesn't look like your ideal hockey player type, that's okay. Yeah, Because what matters is what he does in the ice.
2: And, you know, judging by his stats, it's like if, when you play him with an caliber talent, um, he can put up what, what are these things, this P column on this statistical information oh he can put up a lot of points like more than a point per game sometimes playing on a second or third line interesting
1: Hmm. strange in fact what what
0: i find most curious of all of this is you you bring up the fact that he doesn't look like your prototypical NHLer.
2: maybe that's why he stays healthy and can play all these games who's to say
0: you know and all of Gosh. those that do look like prototypical nhlers have prototypical nhl injuries don't they
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. people are too caught up in appearances If they can do so the now, job they can do the job that's all that really matters
2: so here begs the question does pk Subban sign a contract
0: I think he gets a very min-bar deal somewhere, just as the gates are closing for training camps.
1: Brian knows what they have, so they can... Yeah, I mean, defense is at a premium right now, right? So, especially since Kale McCarr... You know, Gothcon Smythe and everybody's and, and like I swear every other day I'm on Twitter and there's something about Kael McCarr. You know? <laughs> it's just so yeah, I I follow I... you follow, too many, in...
0: you follow huh? too many ABS people then.
1: <laughs> oh no, no, actually I don't. But um no, so so that's uh they're going to be looking you know good defenders are hard to find first of all and second of all that's assuming you can tell what a good defender is right and third of all most teams don't really have don't put to use the good defenders that they have so everyone's going to be looking at their defense and thinking wow we've got a lot of holes when they may or may not but that's another story entirely and so yeah that's that's when training camps are or when the season's about to start and everybody's looking at the rosters going, huh, yeah, we still need another defender. <laughs> that's, that's when PK will get signed.
0: Yeah. I suspect there's probably a deal or two already out there on his desk or his agent's desk. I think he's just weighing options. You know? do i take a 750k deal because i think that's probably what's out there for him right now or do i play chicken and see if somebody's willing to give me a hint more
1: coming down to pride
2: and is that team the new york rangers
0: just floating that out there
1: wouldn't have to move his stuff.
0: Or the New York Islanders.
1: Mm-hmm. Even Philly.
2: I, I'm sorry. Who runs the New York
0: Islanders?
1: Oh, uh,
0: yeah. Does mm-hmm. he have any facial hair? <laughs> Does he have sideburns? Maddie, Lee, cut those sideburns.
1: Hmm. I mean, you know, it's it's hilarious in a way because at this point in someone's career, like PK Subban, um, it's coming down to do you want to play in the NHL or do you want to, you know? And play at a reduced rate than what you've been accustomed to? Or do you want to play somewhere else and keep your pride intact?
0: Or are you ready to make the move to your media empire? Right. Yeah. Does he go
2: to work for ESPN? Or is he a 3rd pairing defender on a team that can win the Cup? And see, I, think, I honestly think those are the two choices he's, yeah. he's juggling between. I don't I, think I, he will I, sign with... Just any team,
0: I think he's going to pick and choose. I think he, I think he nailed it. I, I don't know as if he's so selective as it has to be a cup contender because a playoff
2: team, let's say.
0: though. Yeah, like outside, obviously outside of, he's not going to Arizona, right?
2: Outside although, of although, although,
0: <laughs> outside of Tampa and Colorado, who's a cup contender, right?
2: Is Tampa a cup contender?
0: I think they got another year or two in their window. I don't I think they're I, I think they have another year or two in the window.
2: The uh the number of ifs in that column of their roster is starting to grow and the biggest one is Does Vasilevsky hold it together?
0: We'll see. I didn't see any issues with him, right? No, but honestly, he
2: needs to reduce his load a little just for career longevity. I mean, look at Henrik Lundqvist, who was a workhorse for years and years and years. He dragged the Rangers to that Stanley Cup final once upon a time against the Kings and then the injuries really derailed what could have been one of the greatest careers ever.
1: So he- the issue with that, oh, though, hey. Tampa. Issue with that with Tampa and Vasilevsky, of course, is Cooper. And Cooper rides his goalies into the ground. He is not going to manage Vasilevsky's like time at all. He is going to utilize him as much as physically possible until he can't anymore. That is how Cooper operates. It's the, it's the oh, I'm not going to change my winning lineup kind of scenario when maybe he could tweak it here or there. He's the, you know, I've got great players, and I'm going to play them until until they can't play anymore, basically. And so, yeah, no, I'm Vasilevsky. And if Vasilevsky stands up to that and says, no, I, I need some breaks, I don't think Cooper's going to – I think he's going to be Cooper's doghouse for that.
0: I <clears> – <throat> I kept hearing that that was a two-way street. It was as much Vasilevsky. It was as much Vasilevsky demanding to be played as it was Cooper and staff demanding he play.
1: And I, and I can believe that. But at the same time, if at any point in time Vasilevsky says, "All right, I can't, I shouldn't, I need to like take a break," I don't know that Cooper would let him. Or if he did, he would be in the doghouse for it.
0: I don't know, as it's anything beyond what they have in backup. You know, if they, I, and I hate saying this, because it sounds like I'm some sort of expert on playing hockey in the NHL. That confidence level in your backup, right?
1: Right, right. And
0: There's it always that. comes down to that. Mostly. if it's a 50 50 call you know like I could I could use a game well do you feel like you really need a game well you know they're not gonna they're not gonna default to their backup right you know if they had if you were running let's let's all hop in the way back machine to a couple years ago when a team brought up the beginning of this segment thank you Cassie (laughs)
1: they are
0: welcome. Um, had two potential starting goaltenders, in Fleury and Marc Andre Flory and healthy Robin Leonard. If Marc Andre Flory has been riding it and riding, you know, riding game and game and game and game and game, game and game, and someone other than Peter DeBoer was coaching them, and Flory goes and says, I need a game, you know, okay. Because we have all the confidence of rolling Roman letter. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Right. I don't think I don't think and I, I think if you had a situation where you had even a higher level backup in Tampa, I think Vasilevsky would be rusted more. And that's no offense to Curtis McElhaney and and you know um, all the guys that have been backups to Vasilevsky is, you know, those guys were seeing the Coyotes games the Ottawa Senators games right
1: mm-hmm.
0: for a reason but you know those middle-of-the-pack teams if you had a better goaltender you would be more likely to you know let your backup take one of those middle-of-the-pack games if you know your goalie was your goalie or your goaltending coach came to you and said yeah he needs a day he needs a game not saying i'm just saying
1: Mm -hmm. i don't entirely agree but i don't entirely disagree so just kind of leave it at that
2: good luck Mikhail sergachev
1: (laughs) yes that's yes Mm -hmm.
2: because if and more likely when you know that all-star defenseman ahead of you in the lineup eventually does start to break down. Uh, All the targets start on your back. Yeah, It'll Mm -hmm. just be interesting to see, you know, Headman. He's on that other side of 30. You know, he was still averaging 25 minutes of ice per game. Just last year, second-highest total in his career. Oh, and look at this. The third-highest total was the year before. The year he won the Norris, he averaged like a minute above that, close to 26. He can still play. He still has the wheels to, to do that sort of thing, but he they've lost the McDonough safety blanket. So it'll be fascinating to see how this team stays together through injury. They have the talent to win. They don't have the depth anymore. And the depth has to be tested at some point.
1: Well, and that's what's always kept Tampa in the running is depth. And, you know, before now, up until now, they've, they have always had pretty good depth in Syracuse. And, um, yeah, well, maybe not so much anymore.
2: But since Braden Point really joined the team, they haven't had that real potential all-star player.
0: So it'll be interesting to see what they do. I would argue you don't know. Because that lineup's been fixed for a while, by and large. Mm
2: -hmm. But I would say the longer you stagnate those players, the less likely... So they would need a guy coming in on his ELC now needing to make that transition.
0: Which potentially might be there already. We don't know. It might be. And you know, Headman, I don't think age is going to boy, this is gonna bite me in the rear end. I know I don't (laughs) think age is gonna bite Headman as hard because he's he's not overtly physical, he's not overtly offensive. He's, you know, in an NHL EA Sports NHL EA, NHL EA NHL sport game parlance, he is the thing defense. that
2: Sarah Nurse is on the cover up next
0: yes. year. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yes, thank God. Excuse you, me. Um, gold medal
2: winning, gold medal world champion Sarah Nurse. Yes. Yes,
0: thank <laughs> you. Mm-hmm. Or, or as they called her on the Solon Ice podcast, the Green Eyed Bandit. Um, I, he he is you know by definition a two way defenseman got a little bit of offense plays solid defense doesn't beat the hell out of you he's not going to radko goudysia it's it's almost like the old um bill russell bit right you know he'll throw an elbow here and there just to let you know he can but by and large eh, you know he's he's not going to pound everyone down every game cuz it wears on you so i think he's set his career up to be a a long one at at a consistent level it doesn't have to be the world's greatest defender right he's going to be consistent he needs just
2: ankle and foot health he has those things and he's not nick lindstrom but he can have that same longevity
1: well i mean most defenders generally speaking tend to play longer than forwards anyway. Um, Partly because skating backwards is easier than it is on your joints and stuff than it is to skate forward, which is a a natural sort of motion. Um, And so that saves on the joints a lot too, by and large. Um, (laughs) It's really like Patrick was saying, the, the physicality that wears down defenders if they're the ones that are like, and everyone's faces and and pushing and shoving and, and getting into fights and stuff. Like with forwards, right? That's that's what's going to aid you. That's what's going to like deteriorate your joints faster. So and that's often why forwards like have a shorter span of time where they're very effective is because they get into more of those like one-on-one battles with other forwards than defenders do. So, And then uh, recent trends with, like, the NHL, defenders tend to be taller and bigger and they have a reach on forwards. And so there tends to be not so many skirmishes between forwards and, and defenders. And if there are, then defenders tend to, like, Get an easier time of it because the other guy is smaller. So, <laughs> so you know, it's a just generally speaking, they they usually have what is it? They usually have like three to five years longer than forwards do in terms of productivity. Yeah. By and large,
0: I um I watched the ESPN Thirty for Thirty Elway to Marino the other night.
1: I'm so sorry.
0: No, actually, it was it was wildly interesting for a number of aspects, and one of them is they touched on that whole that whole size issue, right? That <clears throat> um, one of the quarterbacks that was taken before Marino, Tony Eason, I think. Everyone was paranoid. No, not everyone. People people were were paranoid about his size because. He's going to take a lot of hits. Because was, that was, you know, the old New England Patriots in the 80s. They weren't, they weren't really good. Um,
2: you know, and... Wait, I'm, I'm sorry. I have to stop you there. Boston teams weren't good once upon a time?
0: Yeah. I wonder what that was like. Oh, you know what? Having grown up in that era, it was actually kind of blissful.
1: Yeah, it was um, rather nice, actually. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. You, you know, you... You know you could walk into Fenway Park and you know even the Mariners knew they could walk into Fenway Park back in the back in the 80s and early 90s and and at least get a split if not a win
1: mm-hmm.
0: or, a, or a series sweep and the sea hacks could you know in the era of Dave Craig and and Kurt mm-hmm. Warner who was drafted in this particular draft that Elway and Marino were in um could walk in to whatever the stadium i forget what it was back then um and and take a w out of out of the patriots um but the other side of it was they they say the mobility was key um for the lack of size you it's it's sort of like that pyramid right if if you're lacking one thing you have to overcompensate in one or two of the other points and that skill and speed needs to be there if you don't have the size and i'm looking at matt barzell right and to a degree even matt duchane um they never had that that intimidating, power-forward, prototypical power-forward Hulk size. They weren't going to get any bigger than they were, but they knew how to be aggressive, get into situations, get out of them before things got worse, if that makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
2: They knew when to allow themselves to initiate or take the contact. And they pick their spots very carefully. But when they had to, they never hesitated.
0: It's that whole, I think it all comes, kind of comes back to that weird debate about knowing how to take a hit, you know? hmm You know you're going to get hit. How do you prepare yourself so that you can take it and, you know, minimize the impact of the hit? And I think those guys are better prepared for that because of their size. They've had to ingrain that part of the game into their... They had to ingrain that part into their game. You know, okay, I know I'm going to get hit. How do I prep myself so that... I reduce the risk, you know, potential risk of injury and all this other kind of stuff. It just becomes second nature.
1: There's also, though, with, with bigger players in a general sense, the especially when they're teens, you know, growth spurts are extremely difficult on your joints. And if you're a particularly large person, but not necessarily particularly muscular person, to like shore up those joints, you're gonna have joint problems most of the rest of your life, often because of that. Um, and so there's a tendency for for taller people, and I'm saying like over, over six-two-ish for men and probably over five-ten for women, um, to have more knee problems than you know people shorten than that um also their their balance isn't i mean in hockey you know you kind of have to find your balance <laughs> with those growth spurts but um but sometimes you don't sometimes you're just you know you do okay until somebody hits you and then you like you're not okay anymore but um but there's a, a lot of misconceptions about people who are tall and people who are big and And being able to play better and play tougher and and play harder and maybe not have to be as mobile and maybe not have because they have the reach and and all of that, simply because uh, they may not have the mobility due to joint issues from growth spurts, you know, that it may not be a height thing per se, it may just be a growing thing as opposed to, oh, well, you're tall, so you don't have to move. It's like, well, I'm tall because I can't move, and I can't move, <laughs> you know? Hey, so, hey, hey,
2: enough, enough Tyler Myers. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, I mean. Hey, he could move. <laughs> he just couldn't stop. And then he grew up.
2: So, he, he he did great, won the Calder, and no one showed him how to adjust. Mm
1: -hmm. right because everybody assumes right that that everyone's fine well see the thing is is that men don't start stop growing until they hit like 21 22 right they might get most of their growth by the time that they're 19 or 20 but then they inch up another literal inch or two until you know 21 22 and that's when they start filling out because their body is no longer focusing all of its energy on growing it can now focus on other things <laughs> and and so yeah these guys are drafted at 18 and say a guy is like six four 18 and he ends up being six seven by the time that he hits 22 not that anyone would know because of you know nhl rosters seem to be perpetually frozen at the height and weight that the guy is when he was drafted um or first gets into the league but anyway, and so so, you know, there's just the assumption that that it'll be figured out. There's so much in hockey that's just assumption. It's just Inful. so mind boggling. Yeah, or something. Um and so so you know, it's I don't think anybody ever figures that into uh, player development, really. It's like okay, so you're 19, you're in the AHL, you haven't finished growing yet. Let's let's try to get you to adapt to where you are now, and then, you know, we'll we'll try to help you out in the next couple of years so that you're you, you don't lose any ability or whatever. But I, you know, I don't think they think about that. So, just general physiology stuff, you know. I don't know.
0: I would. Uh, I mean. Argue that men don't stop growing. (laughs) Just
1: saying.
0: (laughs) Uh, (sighs) The vertical. I
1: I am talking. I am talking from ground to sky.
0: You're talking skeletal.
1: Yes. (laughs) Talking about skeletal growth. Um. So, and I can I can attest to at least the women's side of that. I'm 5'9", and uh, when I was a teen, if my knees were bent more than 90 degrees, and I, you know, sitting down particularly, and uh, they would freeze up. I would literally have to, like, use my hands and arms to unbend my knees because they I just couldn't do it. But my... my
0: we're just like a walking Gumby doll, weren't you? Because you had the wire inside you, but you could bend to weird angles and, you, I mean... So, is that the way every person thought of
2: J.T. Miller when they heard he signed a new contract? Just, you know...
1: Gumby? His
2: body would need to be uncontorted just to survive the length of it?
0: I, mm-hmm. I, was, I was honestly surprised that the guy who ran the bar in Deadpool was playing hockey until I realized that One was JT and one was TJ.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, one had to be able to fit the helmet on his head and it needed to stay there. Um, Clearly, the actor guy needed to go to Matthew Joseph for tips on having great hair, but also
0: work with a helmet. This is true. This is also true um
2: just thinking about about matthew joseph makes me want to make a trip up to canada really soon really? i really do really really
0: really 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 somebody actually willingly says they want to go to canada
1: i It's not a bad place you know just as places generically go
0: sure they say the same thing about tacoma until you get there
1: Uh uh-huh when was the last time you set foot in tacoma betty
0: i don't set foot in tacoma i drive through tacoma because i know better
1: Uh uh-huh that's all right. That
0: is, that is, if you can drive through Tacoma with all the construction. they end up No, 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 no. The,
1: Washington State Department of Transportation said for the first time in 20 years that construction is done. In Tacoma.
0: <laughs> and did you believe the DOT? That's cute.
1: No, I, I don't. I, I, I'm just saying that's optimism. what they said. I don't you're believe
0: op- it. Then. Oh, <laughs> your optimism is so adorable sometimes. <laughs>
1: No, I don't believe
0: it. It's like, I, I no, mm-mm. Um, to your, you brought up JT Miller, and then we all decided to walk a completely different direction from him, which I'm fine with, because, uh-huh, that's all I got about to say say about that contract. It's there's, like, there's nothing to say. I'm like, it's
1: Vancouver, you know? They
0: signed a deal. They didn't sign a particularly smart deal. It's, yeah.
2: But it probably won't burn them as bad as other deals in the past because the cap will
0: actually grow.
1: That's the rumor.
0: How much will it grow when Under Armour announces they've got the deal for the NHL sweaters? God, I, I want to will that into into existence. <laughs> I honest to God, I do. I want to will that into existence so bad.
2: Anyone but Nike? Well. And Fanatics, obviously,
0: but just. Thank you.
1: That goes with that saying almost.
2: What what was even funnier is Akeem Aliu gets a marketing deal this week. Mm -hmm. which I actually love. It just tells you everything you need to know about being in business with the NHL. There are so many things you can and could possibly do, but somebody is preventing them. Even though they are getting out of the hockey business, their, their endorsement deals with current players are coming up. They're still signing new deals with influential people in the sport. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it just <sighs> NHL loves to talk out of both sides of its mouth No, no, no They've never announced The findings on the whole Akeem like stuff Nope,
1: and they never probably
0: will Oh no, it'll get Dumped out in the trash one of these days You know that
1: Mm-hmm
0: Someone will have a book. Yeah, does someone's autobiography come out before the NHL dumps that?
1: No, I bet you that it's almost going to come out and then it gets dumped right before the book comes out.
0: So they'll announce that so-and-so is writing a book. And as the publisher starts leaking stuff, or I'm sorry, not leaking. Wetting the palette of customers by. Advancing. Some chapters or or segments, then. It'll get dumped.
1: Mm-hmm. It's like, oh well, we're going to talk about it before they do, and hopefully that ruins sales for them too. There's spiteful bunch of jerks like
0: that. I was going to say it because they're vengeful, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Hey.
0: If Nike bought it, would they give it to Converse? Cuz that would be funny.
2: <laughs> no, because we can't we can't get the we can't get the Chucks logos on the interior of the skates. It's just kind of wasted.
0: <laughs> Top, could you could you imagine that that Converse All-Star logo on the back of every NHL sweater? Oh, no. Oh
2: yes, I can. <laughs> it would look fantastic. See? Huh? See what I'm saying? Huh? Huh?
0: Uh-huh.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: huh All the and all the, and all the uniforms are made out of canvas. Canvas twill.
1: <laughs> or have the look of it anyway.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, speaking of really horrible design ideas, anyone see the leaked Vegas, the rumored leaked thirds for Vegas?
2: Yes, and I have one thing to say. There are current NHL teams with worse concepts as their primaries, but it's not great. Not great, Bob. Not great, Dad. Most important. And, and more important. Potentially leaked, rumored concepts. The sharks. Thank you.
0: All teal, all the time. Going back to the OG colors of teal, mm-hmm. not not the migrated teal to seafoam teal that they had. Back to that bright '90s teal. They still won't bring back the old logo, which is just making too many people mad. And to which I say it doesn't matter. The shark's still biting a stick and choking on the middle third of it.
2: We get that and then potentially everyone's favorite buffalo head. Which I cannot what? confirm or deny is the head and the ego of Dominic Koshick in dr- drawing form. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just can't. I can't confirm or deny it's in drawn no, no. or illustrated form. I mean, it's it's there. The two and two makes four in most most math classes these days. Uh new math, who knows?
1: Mm-hmm. Nope.
2: I, I can confirm. Still equals four with new math.
1: So so I'm noticing that, that you're not mentioning anything about um, Carolina and their black jerseys, huh?
2: Oh, they've been wanting to get rid of the um, toilet bowl logo since the team was sold. And they are just pushing a rebrand down the road for reasons.
0: And what are those reasons again, Pat?
2: Um, Spending money, one, a new uniform supplier, two. They finally got rid of the red jersey inventory. Oh, look, they're gonna have a new red jersey. Um, they're gonna go all Buffalo here. Change stuff up every few years. You think so? Yeah, probably.
1: Well, that would, you know, supposedly bring up jersey sales, I guess. Everybody needing a new jersey when it comes out.
2: And, I mean, they're going to recycle through players faster than Vegas soon enough. So,
1: eh, why not? Going with that Oregon Dex model of uniforming. Well, nobody...
0: I mean,
2: outside of... Go ahead, two, two years from now, Carolina only has two players under contract. That's exciting. Three, four, four players. One will probably retire for the 24-25 season. And then it's just two players who are in their age 22 year coming up.
1: That is exciting.
2: So it makes sense to change your jerseys because you're going to have to buy the new players. Names mm. of them.
0: Um, speaking of the NHL 23 cover and jerseys and players who change their numbers, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I still don't get why team stores who generally sell this stuff don't offer some sort of deal where they will replace the plates, the name plate and the numbers. When a, when a player does that. Now, not everyone's going to take you up on it because there are some freaky people looking at Pat um, <clears throat> I'm not in agreement, by the way and who, I know what you're
2: going to say and you're absolutely correct.
0: Who have no problem rolling with the OG number or the or the number that player wore at that particular season. You know, like a Pavel Burring. He was 10, he was 96, he was 10, he was 96, you know. Well, what, whatever season floated your boat, get the number for that one. The the whole Nylander, right? William Nylander, I forgot what his original number was, and then he switched to 88. And I think he did some promotion where he said that he'd pay for people... He'd pay for a certain number of people to get their sweaters updated with his new name and number new name and number plates on them and granted zegras does not have that kind of cash but why didn't the team do it come in and get your zegras sweater um updated and if you do that we'll give you an extra 20 percent off stuff in the store We'll get we'll 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 do the re we'll do the nameplate swap nameplate number swap for half off and plus you get twenty percent off in this store. You want to sell merchandise? That's how you sell merchandise.
2: You're, also, you're- thank you for a player with cachet, disregarding the um, rookie camp number he was once given, and not mm-hmm. pretend to be happy with it.
0: Oh, i love 46. i'm going to be 46 for the rest of my career and, right. and i don't i don't particularly agree because i will not have this saku koivu erasure but i'm fine with it <laughs> yeah that's right people how many of you remember saku played for the ducks <laughs> i was
2: about to say how many people remember he played for the ads <laughs> and why we know, we know why his number isn't retired there. And, well, let's just say some of the retired Hall of Famers probably shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame because, you know, six teams, yada, yada, yada. Anywho, you were saying, Patrick? Um, <laughs>
0: that was pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Nailed it. Yeah, this show has been rut with etiquatulence.
2: With and them. I, I'm really trying to avoid talking about is Sam Kanye an upgrade over Paul Stasny? really trying to avoid that road.
1: Do you have an answer or no? Are you just trying to avoid uh, having an answer? <laughs> yes. Okay. Just, just
2: curious. Do I have an answer if it's never published or, or, or you know, put it out there?
1: Is it a real answer if it's never spoken discussed talked about
0: correct yep
1: Mm, okay i can respect that
0: so is this along the lines of if you have an argument in your head and there's no one there to hear it did you really have an argument correct
1: yep (laughs) see it's okay to listen to the voices in your head you just you know when when you start doing what they tell you to that might be a problem
0: If I don't do it, they tell me you, Cassie, we, there's 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 lots of trouble Cassie.
1: <laughs> lots,
0: of, lots, and lots of trouble. Oh my God, mm. so much trouble.
1: <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> trouble.
2: Well, we have finally reached the point of the year where we get all the Looking at my number sheet here, oh, beat writers for half the teams that are still employed by publications, we're going to start tweeting out who's an in informal practice. And to that I say,
0: this has been the 3v3 podcast. Follow us on Twitter at 3v3podcast. We're available for NHL consulting at reasonable fees.